Honeysuckle Podcast. <laughs> hey, Honeysuckle family. Thank you so much for joining us. I am in such awe at the number of listeners that we have amassed over these last few weeks, and I am excited to bring to you episode six. Today we have Mr. Jerry Digby in the house brilliant creative and just a kind-hearted spirit with so much so much to give and so much to share he is a photographer a director and so much more and he works primarily in the commercial industry and entertainment industry Digby's story inspires me on so many different levels because he is multi-hyphenate multi-faceted and doing the damn thing this man is always working and has so many gems to share so sit back relax and get ready for Digby so what are you working on now um, and what made you kind of have like a multicultural perspective as an artist? Okay, so what I'm working on now is <clears throat> uh, basically I, I I started up my own production company. Mm-hmm. It's called um, We Did Content. It's spelled O-U-I-D-I-G. So it's like the French word for yes. Oh. And dig is, is like, you know, part of my name. It's kind of like a word that I own. Um, and it just sounds cool and I don't know I just always liked I always liked the sound of it so um, we did content and I I just basically got tired of trying to chase the big companies that I thought I should be a part of you Mm -hmm. know I got tired of chasing um, getting signed to a big production company for validation and to get access to big premium boards for the cool stuff that propels a person's career when they're directing Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's like I've, I've, I've come up I've come up through production, I started off as a as a as a as a um, as a production assistant, as a PA, you know. Mm-hmm. And I spent years and years and years just coming up through the ranks, you know, making connections, working on my reel, and doing things the way that I was told you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yet, I kept seeing other people, you know, like I don't want to say shortcut, and I know everyone has their own struggle. I just know what. What, what my perception was but you know seeing these other people coming up and you know like just like out of nowhere with reels that weren't established getting picked up by big production companies and stuff and here I am still struggling PAing and mm-hmm. um, even directing going from directing one day and then PAing you know a few weeks later because you know checks aren't coming in mm-hmm. or things are slow you know like when, when there's downtime you just gotta keep you know I live in Santa Monica it's not the cheapest place to live Um, and so you have to diversify Um, and so um, starting my own production company was just an evolution of I I noticed that the things that I've won awards for and the things that I've got recognition for um, were things that that I was involved in creative and things that I created Mm -hmm. and it told me that you know I I can't sit around waiting for validation I can't sit around even though I feel my work um, deserve like just judging from my work, I deserve to be with one of the top tier production companies. Mm-hmm. I have great meetings with them, multiple meetings. I see my reel going around to different producers and stuff. But in the end, it's always like, so sorry, we just signed a uh, a young director, and we can't really, we don't have the resources to take you on at this time. You know, and it's just like that's just you know, I got tired of hearing that. So I'm like, you know what? Screw that shit. I'm gonna start my own production company. I'm going to give other people, you know, like me, it's all about opportunity, you know, like there's a lot of talent out there that isn't represented, that isn't, that doesn't have a chance to do 
you know, to, to make moves and make, make, do, do big, get big jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, you know, A, give myself opportunity and B, give other people opportunity like me mm-hmm. to, to survive because there's so many people in this business and, you know, it's like, sure, people have talent, but at the bottom line, people survive for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And trying to be a director is like a war of attrition. Mm-hmm. Um, you just keep at your dream as long as you can until you can't anymore because life catches up. You know, like I've, I've seen people, you know, they buy houses or they, you know, they have big families, they go on vacations, they, you know, they, like life at some point, uh, you know, you can only wait so long mm-hmm. um, before either you got to shit or get off the pot, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I, so coming to this realization, I'm like, you know, I've been in a business long enough. Um, I have a lot of connections. And so instead of hoping that, people that I know will give me a chance if I'm with a big production company, let me start my own production company and, and reach out and be my own sales rep because I've noticed also, like, I've had reps, you know, some good, some bad, but I've I've gone on a lot of sales trips and I've noticed that either when reps are describing, when I'm on a sales trip with another rep in front of an agency, I hear them describing people that I know and their work, their body of work, and I'm like, that's not them. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad I'm here to describe me because no one can describe me better than I can. At least I can describe myself better than you can, you know, because I know me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm my own sales rep, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the people that I want to rep to in the future, I'll make sure that I know them. You know, I don't want to have too many people that I can't really know each person personally. And I'll be able to have, you know, have a strong rapport and be able to get them the work that they that they need. It seems like your your brand and your kind of impact strategy can you know, pivot to any brand that really needs work. And I just was curious, like, you know. Exactly. That's a good um, point and observation. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say it it came about out of necessity. Mm. It's funny. I was talking to a a big director at, um, at Radical Media. He's a friend of mine. And... I think he has this perception of me as being this guy that's always working and, and, and like he's, he's like, wow, he was talking to me the other day. He was like, um, like I told him about my production company and, and, and what my focus is. He's like, man, how do you, you're so lucky. You're so, you're so, you're able to, to reach out to go brand direct. Um, your body of work is so diversified and, and it's so, it's so cool. You're, you're ready to meet this, this climate, you know, this, this work environment that we're in, you know, with the way agencies and, and, and brands and everything's changing. The whole landscape is changing. You know, people are looking for diversity, um, and brands are becoming handling their own creative. And then you have agencies becoming production companies. It's a big jumble, you know? And I told him, you know, it's like, it's funny because it's not because I really didn't have a choice coming up and not really having the opportunity of, you know, being with a big company, working on my strategy as a director, my direction and all this. There's a lot of strategy to things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just had to figure things out myself and I've also had to stay busy. You know, I don't want to fuck, I don't want to fucking PA because I, I, I did that. I, I, I've been there, done that. You know, I've PA'd, I've camera assisted, I've DP'd, I've location scouted, I've produced, I do a little bit of everything. Um, but at the end of the day, to stay busy as a director, I couldn't focus on one thing. Like, I'm a visual storyteller mm-hmm. at heart, and I love strong visuals. Um, I went to school for computer animation, and I, I can tell a story. 
but that's not all I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had to just, in order to stay busy, I've had to go after different, different types of work, you know, outside of my, my, my will box, (laughs) but just to discover that it's all my will box, you know, like I'm a, I'm a creative person and unfortunately in our business, and I can understand it, you know, like agencies, they, they, they want to sh- operate with a shorthand. If they're doing a comedy spot, they just want to look at the comedy guys, the best comedy guys and focus on that. Or if they want, they have a spot that, you know, that involves a, a monkey juggling on a giraffe, juggling on a zebra on a white psych, you know, and with, with, with hoops of fire they want to find the director with exactly that on their reel mm-hmm. as well you know mm-hmm. um but you know it's just like i enjoy doing different things and out of diverse out of, out of necessity i've had to do a lot of different things mm-hmm. and go after different jobs and so it's made me a stronger director i believe because i, I you know it's like there's a little bit of comedy in everything or there's visuals mm-hmm. and everything you know like there's there's it just depends on your mindset and also mixed with growing up around the world, you know, like mm-hmm. um, I lived in, you know, for, I spent half my life in Asia and, and the U.S. You know, I lived in Europe, um, I graduated high school there, my first job was in Europe, you know, I, I've, I've lived all over. I've come a, come a long way from a, um, a black man with dreadlocks, <laughs> you know, born in North Dakota, you know, it's like, it's, I was probably like the only one of one of five or something, you know, in uh, my year, you know. Yeah. Um, so and so I've been able to see the world you know in a in a big way you know and lots of people don't leave their their city lots of people don't leave their state lots of people don't leave the U.S. you know mm-hmm. and lots unfortunately like I know lots of African Americans like me don't even have passports you know and mm-hmm. so it's, it's 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 interesting I feel lucky to have and fortunate to, to have gotten out and traveled abroad and lived abroad not just mm-hmm. traveled but lived as well have lots of friends all around the world and you know it's like i'm walking down the street in germany i see a wall like a old wall a stone wall you know falling apart whatever but mm-hmm. thinking about it, i'm like man that wall is older than our whole country you know and it oh, puts things yeah. it puts things in perspective like the american way isn't the only way there's lots of ways to do things mm-hmm. and so i you know i've shot in Sing- i've shot in sri lanka india australia turkey like all over um and it's just like i like being someplace new and seeing things with a fresh eye um, and, and and walking with the locals. It mm-hmm. sounds kind of stupid, but I, I, I don't do tourist things. I just like to experience things as local mm-hmm. and just see things through different people's eyes mm-hmm. and, and see how to translate that to the masses. Um, and it's just, it's just something, I don't know, it's part of my DNA, I guess, just that wandering, explorative spirit. And I've mm-hmm. been, and fortunately, directing um, gives me a chance to, to do that as well. Wonderful. That's, I mean, that's incredible. And I mean, I think that's, if you don't already have an elevator pitch or, or a tagline that your um, that the reps could describe you with, I think you just summed it up right there. And that's so incredible, that exploratory spirit. I think that's what a lot of brands are needing. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, some brands are being misdirected. I mean, and it's so funny. Like, I know I went, I worked in PR and entertainment and advertising, and I would almost beg to let them do, you know, their, let me do their development because there's so many opportunities out there. Like, and it really just takes like strategizing and getting through the door. Um, and one of the biggest things is like, 
how does your deck look or how does your um, website look and even proofreading. I would volunteer to like proofread copy sometimes, you yeah, know, yeah. because I catch little things <clears throat> being a writer. Yeah. Um, so how do you, it sounds like you stay ready. Because <laughs> everybody always says you, <laughs> you're always working. Um, yeah. So what are some of the things in your toolbox that have um, prepared you and you stay ready like aesthetically and like mentally so that you're not drained from all the traveling and um, the humdrum of just having to diversify your work. So how do you stay ready? Well, the, the, I can get right down to it. Like the, the thing that keeps me from being drained from traveling is actually working. <laughs> because if I'm traveling, I'm working, I'm paying bills, so all all is good. Oh, well, um, sure you I, I, I don't see me ever getting drained. You know, it gets yeah. tiring, sure. Uh-huh. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just like I'm not digging ditches. I'm not risking my life. You know, uh-huh. I'm not you know doing something that I hate. Mm-hmm. My stepdad, you know, he he worked you know 20 years at a career hated it every year every mm-hmm. every year of his of his work life i guess yeah. then he retired and then he became that person like in retirement he got a job doing the same thing because that's all he could do that's all he knew mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so it's a blessing to do what i do so i'm not drained i'm just like i, I appreciate every i appreciate the jet lag because that means i'm doing <laughs> something you know yeah. and, and and that's a blessing yeah. um but things in my tool belt you know like i went to school for computer animation mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know how to interface and inter, interact with, and it's funny, I, I have all this experience in animation, yet I don't have a lot of CG work, because I haven't been able to get those kind of boards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do, I can, and I'll be awesome at it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, like, you know, coming up, I've had to edit my own stuff, so I've become an editor, you know? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've edited short films that I've directed, I've edited stuff for other people, I've edited stuff that that's went to air. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super talented as an artist, not to toot my own horn, um, <laughs> but, and I think that's helped me, you know, like I've, I've color corrected spots that have been in Super Bowl commercial, a Super Bowl spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've segued into photography and I've um, shot something for Audi that was in a Super Bowl um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And um, I've, being a designer, I, I worked as a graphic designer. And so I, when I'm building out my decks, you know, I can think about the design element and the presentation element. And mm-hmm. that can be, that can be, that's very important, you know, what people see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very strong at con- concepting, you know, nothing starts, nothing should start without a strong concept. Otherwise it's like, what, you know what, it's funny. Um, I was lecturing at USC last week um, in their commercial film department I was on a panel um, and reviewing reels and stuff and I was thinking about concept versus versus uh, what do you say like if you have a strong concept or if you if you if you have a concept or if you have visuals that support your script or that support what's happening on screen have you have you ever went to buy like a like went to buy a a, what do you call it like a greeting card have you went to ever buy a greeting card and my problem is sometimes i'm wowed by the presentation or by like the like the imagery or the design of the card how it folds out or something and then what's inside of it isn't as strong you know like the message the the greeting you know and sometimes i find myself struggling not to i'm like this card is so dope, you know, it unfolds like this. It's like a transformer and things pop out, whatever. 
but if the message isn't there, you can't really, it doesn't make sense, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end, it's the concept, it's the message at heart that, that seals the deal. And so I've learned you know, as a, from over the years that concept is, is strong. And so I've been fortunate, like you, I've been, I've been able to work as a writer. I wouldn't call myself a copywriter, mm-hmm. but I've wrote a lot of treatments professionally for other, other projects and, and entertainment and stuff. So I have the writing part down. I have the design part down. Um, I have the attention to detail part down. And it's just like constantly looking to be ready and to be produce stuff to get the job that's that sets you apart. Because when you're bidding for a job, you're up against multiple people. And sometimes the agency themselves, if they have an in-house production department. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working on your pitch, when you're working on your deck, you know, your treatment, your director's treatment, need it to stand out as much as possible. And so the most, you know, and lots of people, lots of directors, especially when you're big, you're too busy, you can't really work on your own treatments. And some directors can't do their own treatments at all because they can't write, they can't, they don't have any sense of design. And so they have a call, they send the, the audio out to like a, a, a writer and to a, to a um, designer to, to, to look for a bunch of, you know, to, to research pictures, and then they put it together for you, and you take credit for it, and you, you know, it's, of course, mm-hmm. as a director, it's your idea, but mm-hmm. then you, you have to, it's their translation of your original thoughts that you have mm-hmm. with the agency. Um, and, and so me, I've always been with smaller production companies, and I've, you know, it's been a blessing, I guess, that they didn't have budgets for treatment writers and stuff because I have to, I've had to do all treatments. Mm-hmm. And so all my skills is from design to, to writing to, to just all my experience. It helps out. It helps me. My voice is authentic when my pitches. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps as well. Hey, y'all. Thanks for kicking it with us today. I hope you're enjoying Digby's conversation as much as I am. Actually, when I listened back to it, I started taking notes. You know, we're at a time right now in the world where multiple industries are all creating lists and putting on a megaphone and saying, where are the creatives? They even seem as if they're searching for a specific type of binoculars that will reveal the diverse and black creatives to them. And Digby's story reminds me that we have been here this entire time. Some of us with our arms (laughs) waving in the air, some of us, you know, gathering as many skills as it is possible so that we can be enough or twice as good. And his story also reminds me that everything we have in our toolbox is for a reason. Everything that we are going through is for a reason. Digby's story is also inspiring because nothing could hold him down. (laughs) Like I said, he's always working. And you can hear the kindness and the joy in the way that he talks and articulates his dream, his passion, and visions. So Digby, if you're listening right now, I want to say I am so proud of you. Thank you for this inspiration. And keep going, brother, because I know all 
the campaigns that are about to come your way, all the opportunities that you've been working so hard for and with and from, you deserve them because you're more than enough. You always have been, you always will be, and keep going. I see you. <laughs> we see you. Give me the top three brands that you would like to work with, and also what's the future looking like for for Digby? These two for Digby, top three brands. Okay, mm -hmm. I'd have to say, like I'm an I'm an ex semi pro athlete, and I still play sports competitively now. I still play soccer oh, wow. and other things. Yep, and even as an old man, I can still get down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so. I'm into sports brands, of course, you know, and so I'd have to say, like, I'll say three brands is one, you know, like Gatorade, Nike, Adidas, that's, like, one brand that I would like to do, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to do, tech is huge, you know, and so whether it be Apple or Verizon, you know, I like to, you know, tech brands are huge, so that's my second. Mm -hmm. And then third is, you know, I like, a third brand I'd like to work for, even though I've named five or six right now, the official third would have to be, you know, it's funny. Um, hmm. Hmm. I want to say, in a way, I want to say a cannabis brand. Okay. Just because of the fact, yeah, you know, it's just because that's the Wild West right now and it's yeah. new. And... Unfortunately, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of white people that are taking advantage of it. They're, exactly. they're the ones that are in a position to make money from it. And yet, you know, as a black, as, as black, you know, as African-Americans, as black people mm -hmm. growing up in the States, we've always been the trendsetters, you know, mm -hmm. and we've been early on lots of things and punished and criminalized because of it in lots of cases. And there's people in jail right now in prison right now that are there for things that, you know, put them there that it's legal now, you know, and, it, and it's crazy. It shouldn't have been illegal in the first place, but exactly. at the end of the day, it was, it's corporate interest. It's all politics and, 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 and capitalist mm -hmm. interests that made things the way they were. And there was a strong, you know, I don't want to politicize this or anything, but it's just... No, go it's ahead, please do. Yeah, go ahead, it's just like it, it frustrates me to no end. Yeah. Um, that I see these, I see people profiting, making millions, soon to be billions mm -hmm. on something that you know puts so many people like me and you um, mm -hmm. in jail. Yeah. You know, just because they want to feed their families or whatever. Everyone, you know, the law is the law, sure, but what's behind the law? You know, what's yeah. behind the actions? You know, why do they want to have prisons? Why, why is prison uh, a, a you know, uh, uh, an industrial complex, you know, it's, it's for profit, you know, yeah. um, they need workers. So let's make this thing that's trivial, illegal and put people in jail. But now it's like, you know, it's like, what is it? Like the, the, the opiate epidemic, you know, it's like, it's a bunch of white people dying. And so now it's an epidemic, but when it was, you know, crack hitting the streets, that was, you know, it's it's reason for getting into the streets that are very murky, and and you know the government had had to deal with some of it, you know. But you know, but when that that was the war on drugs, when 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 black people were involved and they were dying, and mm -hmm. a 
probably the same numbers as, as people during with, with opiates, you know, but that Absolutely. was a war on yeah. drugs and putting black people in jail instead of putting people who are, you know, and it's sad, you know, like I'm not, I, I, of course they need help, you know, people on opiates and, and all this stuff, you know, like they need help, but they're lucky that they're not being, you know, persecuted like black people were during the war on drugs because it's a whole different landscape now. Now they're getting help, they're getting treatment and stuff. It's a whole different mindset. Yeah. And so I, I just, I, like, I want to be in the cannabis space, not just to create content, but also to make an awareness too, because when you have, I don't know, white people and white, I don't know, like when you have agencies that are ran by majority white people mm-hmm. um, and the creators are white and the directors are white, you don't really have homage, or you don't have really have a, always have a reason to, to 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 think about the people that are incarcerated on the same thing that you guys are profiting from. Mm-hmm. And at least if I'm part of the equation, mm-hmm. I can bring it up whenever whenever I can, mm-hmm. and and just keep that keep, keep you know just like don't don't forget the past as you're making money off this thing that so many people like me as have, have suffered from. And so that's another space that I'd like to get into. Amazing. So and, and just creatively too, because like there's a lot to be done there. It's, it's cool because there's lots of it's been demonized, and there's lots of positive benefits for just cannabis and 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 derivatives from 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 the plant. A hundred percent. So when are you going to um, develop this deck for Kaliva <laughs> or Menmen? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And do you need a Hopefully. social strategist for it? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do, I do, I do. We gotta, we gotta talk, you know? And it's funny because, um, like, cannabis is the wild, wild west, and, like, our industry is the wild, wild west, too. Mm-hmm. When you say, you know, when are you going to develop the deck, usually you don't develop decks before getting creative from the agency. Mm-hmm. But now, um, it's, uh, I keep saying wild, wild west. I feel like it's that song from Will Smith in that movie. <laughs> It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> but it's like part of my strategy moving forward as my production company is not to wait for boards from agencies only, exactly. but to also create branded entertainment and mm-hmm. create branded content and the pitch to brands direct. You know, there's so many people now that are going from agency to client side mm-hmm. and they're working for brands. Brands are doing more and more of their creative themselves. Exactly. And there's lots of companies that could stand to use agency creative and top-notch notch production mm-hmm. but they feel they can't afford it and i think that my company i know that my company has that sweet spot where my overhead's low enough so that i can tackle jobs that are incredibly interesting but also maybe they don't pay as much and so the big companies you know it doesn't really make sense for them to hit mm-hmm. but for me i can do it and make a profit um and keep people working and keep things interesting and so, you know, like, I'll be hitting you up soon, you know, working on, you know, because part of it is, you know, creating a deck and pitching it to a few different brands and mm-hmm. see, you know, who, who goes for it. And the thing that sucks about Blue Sky stuff is that maybe no one does, you know. Yeah. But also, as I, <laughs> when, you, when you're writing, when you're doing director's treatments and stuff to get work for boards that come into you, mm-hmm. you don't get those either. And so if I'm going <laughs> to do decks for work, you know, and, exactly. and, and not get it, or maybe get it, I'd rather, you know, why not give it a shot of having it be my own creative because in the past, that's what got me the most award and attention in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so I just like the way that the environment's changing in such a way that 
it's more possible than it was before to pitch your own content and more brands are more open. I don't know if more agencies are, you know, um, but I definitely know more brands are. And that's, that's exciting to me. Yeah. Well, if you were to encourage yourself, say you're like 25 year old self, um, to make it past the finish line, what would those words be? It would be to not, not follow the rules. Mm. I, I had this rules of operation for becoming a director and I've seen people, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Actually, my, 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 my advice to my younger self would be not to give up and stay hungry and do as much as you can to get a well-rounded directorial vision and when I when I first started, my answer with follow the rules. Mm-hmm. It, it's there's a plus and a minus because I've followed the rules and I've taken. I went through. You know, I've, I've done my my. I've done my time. You know, I, I've I've spent years on my uh, coming up. You know, from the bottom to the top. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but 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 it's you know it's 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 given me a well-rounded perspective. You know, I I, I respect everyone everyone's position because i've been there you know i'm not a director that's ever going to go off on a pa for i don't know messing up my coffee order like i don't even drink coffee number one <laughs> but i'm like i'm not like i'm not that guy you know i'm yeah. humble and, and i know that everyone wants to do their job and they want to do do their work you know mm-hmm. and 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 direct like stylistically um, I guess my time of going through the years, going putting in the time, it's ex- allowed me to experiment in different genres. You know, like I'm a visual storyteller, but I can do dialogue. Um, I did. I was forced. I grew up reading comic books. You know, mm-hmm. and I love com- I love Marvel, and you know they're having this renaissance right now. Marvel slash Disney's killing it, mm-hmm. and I had an opportunity to direct a post credit bonus scene campaign for. X-Men for X-Men property on Fox and it's all it was dialogue you know and it's like I can do dialogue I've done short films that are dialogue I'm attached to a a feature a few features you know that that are um, you know that we're shopping around and so like as a visual storyteller it's just one part of me I can do so much more and by having by by being forced to to do so much to stay to keep money coming in mm-hmm. i've been able to do comedy dialogue visual storytelling you know a little bit of everything and so by putting in the time i've been able to just i don't know just well i've, I've been able to become a well-rounded director mm-hmm. the struggle has been real you know but it's also been worth it because i'm able to do a lot more than you know a lot of people my i'm, I'm flexible i do yoga i'm flexible <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. I'm I'm excited to see what what you're going to do, what you're already doing. I just uh, it's just chills. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. I know I'm motivated from it, and I hope the listeners are. I know they're going to be a hundred percent. Digby, you want to shout out where they can find you, your social media tags anything like that my instagram is i shot you so i underscore s-h-o-t-y-a and i say that i'm not an influencer but my work is influential 
<laughs> um, and, and then my my website is bydigby.com so b-y-d-i-g-b-y.com that's my personal site company site is it is o-u-i-d-i-g.com so wedig.com short and sweet and that's pretty much that's pretty much it Thank you all so much for tuning in. We want to remind you to vote and a huge thank you to all of our sponsors. We are very thankful this podcast would not be possible without you. If you want to become a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at the email displayed on Anchor. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy. Until next time, we'll see you back at our sweet spot, the Honeysuckle Podcast.